Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast. Today, we're going to be going more in-depth on title and escrow. All right. We are back with Samantha Williams from Pioneer Title today. Thanks for joining us again. Yes. Thank you. All right. So last episode, we went over some very basics. What's the difference between escrow? What's the difference in title? Um, How does it protect buyer and seller? Today, we're going to get a little more into it for somebody who is maybe in a contract. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about is what exactly starts the escrow process? So we don't consider escrow opened until we have an earnest money deposit. Um, So normally we get these days, everything's electronic. So the buyer and or the listing agent emails us the purchase contract, fully executed purchase contract. Um, At that time, we reach out to the buyer and ask for the earnest money. There are numerous ways to deposit earnest money. Once we have the earnest money and a fully executed contract, we are considered an open escrow. Okay, so the buyer is going to need to get you that earnest money. Uh, Again, in Arizona, it's within the first 24 hours. Um, Other states vary. You can talk to somebody local. But um, that earnest money, personal check, wiring instructions, cashier's check. All of those, except for cash, is acceptable for earnest money. Yes. Okay, great. So then once you've got the earnest money, escrow is opened. And what does that mean? What starts then? So then we are going to order that the title search because we need to know that the um, the person that signed the contract mm-hmm. is the seller of record. If not, obviously we've got to go back to the agents. Um, we want to make sure that we are uh, the the right property. So in Arizona, and again, I can't speak to other states, but in Arizona, addresses are only used for really the post office and for us to find a house. What you are selling is a legal description. Addresses okay. can change at any time. People readdress properties all the time. Um, so we want to make sure that what the buyer thinks they're purchasing is really what the buyer's purchasing. Uh, kind of important. Kind of, <laughs> yes. Um, so we're going to look at that legal description and okay. make sure that it, it, it lines up. Um, and that that turnaround time on a title commitment is normally about five to seven days. So okay. once we open escrow and we order that title commitment, we expect in the next five to seven days to get that in so that we can review it. As soon as we get it in, we review it. We send it out to all parties in the transaction for their review as well. Okay. So that leads into my next question then. Um, obviously, you look at title commitments all the time. Uh, a real estate agent probably has looked at them quite a bit as well. Buyers and sellers often have not. So can you walk us through a little bit of what that title, like what to expect in that title commitment and what in particular um, a buyer or seller should pay attention to? Yes, and I always tell buyers and sellers to reach out to us and and talk to us about them um, because there are different things on every single Mm -hmm. title commitment. But um, and, and you should be able to rely on your escrow officer to review that document because you're not an expert in it. You've probably only seen one or two in your lifetime. Um, but that being said, again, you want to make sure that where it says who owns the property um, is the seller that signed your contract. So okay. you are in a legal and binding contract. If it's not the seller that signed the contract, we don't have a binding contract. Um, so it's definitely something to look at. 
Um, and, and the legal description as well. If, mm-hmm. if you know what your legal description of the property you're purchasing is, that's something very important to look at. Um, from a seller standpoint, there's a part, portion of the title commitment that will say Schedule uh, B1, which is the requirements. All of those requirements have to be met prior to closing. So in those requirements are going to be any liens or judgments, um, HOA, Homeowners Association, that we need to address, any delinquent taxes that we may need to address. All of those will be listed in what's called Schedule B, Section 1. Schedule B, Section 2 are the exceptions to the title policy. What that states is what we are accepting out of our policy, what we are not insuring. Um, So that is something, when we're talking on commercial transactions, we go a lot more in detail into exceptions. Uh, Residential transactions, not so much. Residential, you're going to see your exceptions as your CC&Rs. uh, we do not insure over CCNRs. We do not insure over utility easements on a property. Um, we do not insure over um, if there is. We do make sure there's legal access, so mm-hmm. that is insured. But those exceptions are what we're accepting out of our title policy. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now, let's get you back to the podcast. Okay. Um, and just for those who, again, don't look at it often, CCNRs. What are you talking about with CCNRs? So codes, covenants, and restrictions are generally placed on a property by a homeowners association. Um, and it tells you what you can and cannot do with a property. So they may say you can't have chickens. They may say you can't have, park an RV. Um, you can't park on the streets. There, those are going to. You can't paint your house black, right? There's. Mm-hmm. It's to keep the neighborhood looking nice, keep the value up, um, and it's something that was agreed upon by the builder and then the homeowners. The CCNRs can be amended through time, mm-hmm. um, but those are regulated by your homeowners association. Okay, and so if somebody has a particular question about something on the CCNRs, the best point of contact them would for them then would be the you. homeowner, the homeowner oh, the association. association. Okay. We will send them straight to the homeowners okay. association. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so the. Seller should then review, make sure that there's no liens on there that they're unaware of. Um, make sure that if there you know, are liens, that everything was filed correctly. The buyer should be on the lookout in that um, part, section B, part one. Part one is to the requirement yeah, right. that the seller should look okay. at. Yep. All right. So the buyer then should be looking at uh, the title commitment, part B, section one, to just, again, see what's going to have to be taken care of before they can then become the legal owner of the property. Um, now, I'm assuming if you see a you know a bunch of different items on there, maybe a little bit of a heads up, it's going to be a little more complicated if closing could possibly take longer. Absolutely. So for example, right now, IRS tax liens are taking a very long time to get payoffs on. So if you see that there's an IRS tax lien, a federal tax lien Mm -hmm. attached to the property, we're looking at a 60 to 90 day close. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily need to scare a buyer away. It's just, again, you're going to have to look at each individual circumstance, but be aware that if there's um, items that show up, again, the closing could take a little longer than anticipated. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, and so then let's talk about title insurance. We touched on it again um, in the previous podcast, but there is a, you know, the seller purchases title insurance, the buyer purchases title insurance. What's the difference and what's the purpose? 
So in Arizona, the Arizona real estate contract is written up that the seller purchases the uh, pays for the owner's title policy on behalf of the buyer. So that is going to ensure the buyer that they are the legal owners of the property and that it is free and clear of any encumbrances or liens other than ones that the buyer may have put on at closing. So if the buyer gets a loan at closing, then obviously there's going to be that loan on title. However, what we are ensuring is that all of the other liens have been paid off and released. So when we get a payoff uh, statement for that loan, we then submit the payoff funds to the lender and require them to release the lien. We also follow up to make sure that release gets recorded with the county. Um, so in Arizona, the <laughs> seller pays for it, but there are numerous, numerous states that the buyer pays for okay. the title insurance. Now on the, uh, the lender's title policy, assuming that the buyer does get a new loan, the buyer pays for the lender's title policy, ensuring that the lender is in first lien position in case they need to foreclose. There's no loans ahead of them. If it's a cash transaction, the buyer does not need to purchase any additional title insurance as they'll receive their owner's policy. Okay, so the seller is basically guaranteeing, or you are guaranteeing that the the title is free, clear, everything is taken care of, um, and only uh, liens put in place by the buyer are, are what they're taking on. There's nothing else taking. Um, there's nothing else that they would have to worry about that they could anybody could come after them later. Um, and then the buyer is guaranteeing the person who loaned them the money that they've got basically first dibs on the property should something happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about was closing costs, um, closing statements, settlement statements um, can kind of be called different things, again, different states. But in Arizona, what is somebody going to get at the closing table as far as like closing statement, closing costs? What does that look like? Can you walk us through that? So a closing statement, um, there will be a buyer's closing statement and a seller's closing statement. That will show every dollar that is being transferred in this escrow. So on a seller's closing statement, you'll see the purchase price as a credit to the seller. And then you'll see their payoffs as a charge. You'll see that owner's title policy as a charge. Um, Escrow fee uh, in Arizona per the contract is split 50-50 between buyer and seller, but again, different Mm -hmm. in other states. So make sure to to contact your local um, title and escrow company. But in Arizona, it will be split. You'll also see recording fees to the recorder's office to record Mm -hmm. the transaction will be on there. Um, Say the seller in in Arizona, we have termites. So say the seller had to do a termite treatment. Mm -hmm. They want to pay that through closing. That will be on there. Um, Any homeowners association dues that need to be paid will be on there as a charge. Uh, Commissions will be on there as a charge. So it'll show all of the credits to the seller as well as all of the debits from the seller, charges from the seller, and then a bottom line due to the seller at closing. On the buyer side, the same thing, except for you're going to have a charge for the purchase price (laughs) um, and then a credit for your new loan amount to offset that. 
But again, you're going to be charged half of the escrow fee. Uh, recording fees, maybe you did a home inspection and you want to build that through escrow or a termite inspection and you want to build that through escrow. Um, any upfront dues that may be due to the homeowner association, you're going to pay your um, homeowner's insurance. That's your fire, flood, hazard insurance. All of those things are going to ref be reflected. So again, you're going to have two different columns, a debits column and a credits column. And mm -hmm. at the bottom, it'll tell us how much money we need from the buyer at closing. Okay. So that would be the buyer's closing costs then. Um, before we get into the buyer's closing costs, um, one of the things you mentioned was paying through escrow. So I know a lot of times sellers may think it's a little daunting, like they might know that their roof needs repaired. If they can find a roofing company that will agree to be paid through escrow, that can be then taken out of the proceeds. Is that right? Exactly. And so that way the seller doesn't have to come out of pocket money prior to closing. It will just be deducted from the amount that they receive at closing. Okay. That's, that's a great tip to know for our sellers. Um, and then talking about buyer closing costs, on the contract, um, there is a space where, where we talk about seller concessions. How, how does that get applied? Like that certain things can be applied and not applied towards um, the buyer's closing costs. This might be particularly important for first-time home buyers, I'm guessing. Well, it's really if you have a loan. Okay. So if there is no loan and you're purchasing cash, mm -hmm. then we will just use the full amount. So if the seller on the contract has agreed to pay up to $5,000 to the buyer at closing, there's a $5,000 credit. It's black and white. If, they're, if the buyer is obtaining a loan, um, the lender typically only allows that credit to be used towards existing costs. So the lender will tell us these are the costs that we can use that credit for um, or not. And again, that's the Arizona contract is very okay. specific to where it states in that seller concession. Um, it says states something like up to X amount of dollars at the lender's sole discretion. So it's up to the buyer's lender how much of that can be used. Okay, so if they want to know um, how much to ask for in closing costs or what they are absolutely gonna have to pay for and they can't ask for in closing costs, really the point of contact there needs to be their loan officer then. That's correct, yeah. Okay, to outline that. All right, well, I think we uh, hit on quite a bit here today. Again, if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to us. If you're not in the state of Arizona, we will certainly put you in touch with somebody who is an expert in your state. Samantha, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.